Welcome back, Marzwell Podcast. Carl is eating biscuits. I am. Good <laughs> <laughs> biscuit. Energy after the last one. Yes, lovely. And Chris is here, uh, uh, starving to death. I am. Yeah. You can have a biscuit. Chris. I don't want a biscuit. If, oh, crisps. There's, there's sugar in those biscuits. Yeah. And my foot will fall off. Oh. <laughs> you can stab yourself. We'll do it for you. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> it's not in the eye, please. Right. So you've got a topic, Chris. You want to talk about uh, your uh, finances. You want to buy part of this bridge you're sleeping under. Yeah, pretty much. I want to. I want to buy it. I want to buy some way that I can actually live and call my own place. Okay. What's your problem? Basically. Oh, I, we can answer that. But I mean, what problem are you bringing up? <laughs> what financial problems? Are you <laughs> yeah. Well, the, w- the way I see it is that if if you rent. You rent a house out. You're paying like five fifty a month for that house. How are you meant? That, that's before the bills, and so that's just just your rent. How are you meant to save their money on top of that to buy a house of your own? It's pretty much impossible. It's going to take so long. Even if you became the most boring person in the world and barely ate and anything, it's still going to take a very long, long time. Because unless you're on like two, three grand a month, it's very unlikely that you're going to get anywhere very, very quickly. I reckon there should be like maybe a three to five year. If you can prove that you've rented for three to five years and you've never had any issues and, you know, the landlord is happy with you, then surely you you, you should be almost eligible for a house. So it's kind of like a buy, buy a rent to buy scheme, if you see what I mean. So you rent something out, you prove that you're, you're worth and then you can eventually go into a house without having to pay a deposit. So the issue here then is with the bank's requirements. Uh, because yes. they're lending you the money in a bank or the building society yeah. or whatever, they're lending you the money. And you were saying then, okay, for example, I, it's what we discussed earlier really outside, where you said, instead of paying, all right, the house is £100,000, not dollars, because we got like proper money. <laughs> so it's £100,000. Um, normally you'd have to put something like £10,000 deposit down and you'd have a mortgage then for 90000 But you were saying if you've proved you can be trusted to pay your bills. Yep. Um, then you should be eligible to borrow all of it. Yeah, so it should be zero, zero deposit, zero pound deposit, basically. Because, like, if you at the end of the day, if you're in a steady job and you've paid all your bills on time, no issues, and you're clearly quite a capable person to look after your money and be able to pay things back, then that that person should be rewarded, not punished. At the end of the day, it's quite hard to save money while renting. It's very hard, and to have a decent lifestyle as well decent quality of life so why punish the person who's who's working their ass off just to pay for someone else's mortgage who do you think's punishing you then I, okay punishment is a long word i just meant that it's, it's it's the case of people work their asses off to try and get a house and they can't because they're stuck in the renting game that is a problem yes but where do you change it i mean it's not it's not a legal thing is it it's no. not as though you have to do it it's what the banks want and you're right in theory what you said makes sense because if you're borrowing a hundred thousand instead of borrowing ninety thousand then you're going to be paying interest on that extra ten thousand so the yeah. banks are getting more money at the end of it yes so I quite you, sort of what you said. As well, you usually talk shit, but that, what you've said this time actually makes sense to me. <laughs> Look, he's giving me for that. <laughs> well, it's it, an archaic scheme, isn't it? The mortgage. I think in French it means like death agreement, doesn't it? Like <laughs> no that. way. Well, it's got mort in it, isn't it? Which is like yeah, death. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it means death agreement, but it's it's an. Back in the day, like my granddad and my father always talk about this. My father left work when he was sixteen and joined British Steel, as it was back then. He got a job at 16 after a couple of years of living with my nan or my gran, whatever the relationship is. He bought a house 
and that was it. He sold the first one, bought the second one, and that's that's it. He had, he had 100% mortgage. He just walked into the bank and said, look, I've got a full-time job. Yeah. Can I have a house? And they went, yeah, there you go. There's a house. Yeah. It I, was that simple. I, I don't see why that's such a bad thing. Or even if they lowered it, so it was like, You'd have to pay one a grand, and that's it. Like 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 they do with with renting. The first time you go to rent, you have to pay a deposit and a first month's rent. Well, that's fine. You can do a grand. Grand's not too bad to save up. There's two months of five hundred quid where you just may have to live skinned for a little bit. That's fine. Just lower it or do something to make it a little bit easier for people who clearly can look after a house and can look after everything that goes on with the bills and everything else, and just help them out a little bit more. Rather than just kind of going, yeah, I'm not going to get, give you a house until you can produce yeah. a deposit, which you can't save for because you're in the renting game. It does make sense because when you, the fact that you put in sort of 10 grand in as a deposit, you're, you're showing commitment from your side, aren't you? That's yeah. what the banks like to yeah. see, is that you're committed. You've got an investment in that property. So if you default on the payments, you're going to lose your 10 grand. So the yeah. chances of you doing that are reduced yeah. because you, you're going to lose out yourself and the, the house is going to belong to the bank. Yeah, and they'll get what they get. Well, they'll get what they owe. Well, the thing is, there's a lot more. When you actually look at it, you get a lot more help when you hit financial roadblocks with your house than you would with a rental property, because the the landlord isn't obligated in any way to keep you in the house. It's a private rental agreement. They can do whatever they want, and most likely, if you default, if you lose your job or something, they'll just kick you out of the care. property. There's much more things you can do with the bank. To say, right, I've lost my job. You know, we need to look at the payment scheme. There's other schemes that you can get into. Yeah, so can you? I, th- I think there's a way of like, isn't there a way of putting like a hold on it in, in for like a certain yeah. amount of months? And if you don't get a job, and they they kind of add interest to that, so they put a bit extra money on it because you've put a hold on it. But the the thing is, the chances are, as long as you're a decent person, you're going to get another job in that time, so you can restart the mortgage again. You know, they look at your payment history. And they can go, well, you know, you haven't missed a payment in 15 years and you've just lost a job. Yeah, I'm sure there's something we can do to put it on hold for a while whilst, you know, there's things that we can do. But with a rental agreement, you're not, you're renting with a, well, generally with a private landlord. So they're not obligated. At the end of the day, the landlord is then missing out on money and the banks can deal with it in the short term. But most of the time, a the, private the, landlord can't. The thing is, if, if yeah, if, if you if you kick someone out of a rented property, the chances are next week you'll get someone back in again. It, yeah. it, it goes that quickly, rented properties. But yeah, I just think I think the whole system needs to be kind of a little bit rejigged just to help out first time buyers a bit more. I mean, it's so difficult to save up for money when again you want to live a decent life, but you're still renting. Well, particularly for single individuals, if you're a couple, renting is usually temporary. You rent for a year or two. You collectively save up money together, and then you go off and yeah. buy a house. If you're a single individual, when well, you've lost that other income supporting you and the savings that you would get, so it must be you. You just get stuck in a constant rent cycle then because yeah. you can't save up enough money to buy a house. You're just you know you're just breaking even with the rent. Yeah. Well, Let, so, so my advice then: stop getting drunk every weekend, put that money to one side. Uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do, actually. But. <laughs> Spend, <laughs> spend less on weed. I'm get, not doing that. Get a second job. Second job. I've actually had a look into second jobs. The amount of tax that I would get, because I was looking at the spa in Brackler, if I went for that second job, it would be just paying for my tax. There's no point. There's literally no point in me getting a second job unless I can get somewhere which is cash in hand. Which I don't. What do you mean paying for your tax? You don't need well, to lose 20% of the income tax. It, it increases the... If you get two jobs, it increases your tax. The amount of tax that Talks you pay. It's rubbish. Honestly. 
I had a look into it because I was going to do and get a second job and just work on the weekends and maybe a couple of evenings, but yeah, it increases the tax, so there's no point. Like get, and, a, I, get a driving license then and work for the Chinese delivering meals. That's <laughs> cash in hand. Yeah, that's more money then again. So I either spend that money and get my my, my driving license, which could take me six months. And well, you should have done that by now. Anyway, you're almost a grown up, Chris. You should be. Uh, you should be driving. driving doesn't now. define grown up. I'm quite happy not to drive. It doesn't bother me about driving because everywhere I go is in walking distance anyway, so it doesn't really bother me. It would take me like 20 minutes to walk here now from where I live. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe a bit longer than that, but you see what I mean? He's walking then, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, why have I picked you up? Because <laughs> you're a nice human being. Oh, that felt wrong. That's not normally that's, what that's, you say. That, that felt really wrong then. <laughs> is is, is your skin starting to scroll, <laughs> crawl? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Just shook hands with the devil there. <laughs> If the devil would get me a house, then yeah. <laughs> so who, who can fix this then? It'd have to be, you know, a bank thing, wouldn't it? Banks and building societies would have to rethink. Yeah, I think. It it, and... Yeah, I mean, the government would probably have to step in a little bit and say something because I mean, it, but it's basically a credit check, isn't it? If if, yeah. if you're trying to say, well, okay, I've paid my rent, I've paid all my bills for the last few years, you know, yeah. I haven't defaulted on anything, I'm up to date, I can, I'm a responsible person. Yeah. Let me give you more money by you giving me more money. Yeah, by me, by you giving me a property to live in, yeah. I can just pay it back but the same way that I've been paying rent back anyway. But weirdly, we're not entitled to a house in today's society. We're not. No, no. You know, you, no, you can't just leave college and then say, "I want a house." Nobody's going to give you anything. You're not entitled to a house or a job or anything like that. So you've just got to try and figure out a way. Yeah, but I, I agree that you're not. You, you shouldn't be entitled to it. But if you've worked, say like. So you started work at 18 and you moved out of your house and started renting when you were 18. And then by the time you're 28, that's 10 years worth of work, 10 years worth of showing that you, you pay your bills on time, 10 years of life experience and showing that you, you are actually a, 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 a functioning member of society. That should be rewarded. with, with Well, after 10 years, you should have enough money. But, yeah, but not everyone instantly goes into the idea of, oh, I'm going to save money for a mortgage. And sometimes it's not as simple as that. If you've been renting all your life, then you just get trapped into the renting game sometimes it's just not as easy as just to be able to go you know if, if you're paying 550 on your own for a house and then you put on say 200 to 300 bills on top of that with with everything else that comes along with it now that's what say 700 to 800 pound and you're only getting paid 1200 pound a month um, get a better job easier said than done well i don't know have you thought of becoming a single mother a single mother yeah <laughs> Um, Get a house like that. I, I probably would, but try, I'm, try speaking with a foreign language. I, I'm, I'm, I'm generally li- missing the the biology side of being a mother. <laughs> I just snorted. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Change your identity to something that's persecuted. Yeah, yeah. I am. De- I'm, I'm technically disabled. Well, that checks a couple of boxes. Yeah. That explains a lot of things. <laughs> oh wow, Mark. Come on, mate. <laughs> That's a bad Ouch. one. That's a really bad one. And he's back. <laughs> so what are you going to do? What can you do about it? Nothing. Nothing. You're stuck in this situation, yeah. like many other people. Do you hear them moaning about it? Yes, actually, yeah, they're always complaining about it. Yeah. And I, 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 again, I don't think that you should just be able to walk out of school and be like, I want a house and be given a house. No, it doesn't work like that. You need to prove that you are able to look after that house, and through renting and through work, you can do that. Well, the problem is you've got to be. You've got to be a grown-up as soon as you go into the working world. So as soon as you get a job, 
I know people want to experience life, but there's got to be a there's got to be a middle ground where you say, all right, maybe the first year I've just spent all my money pissing about and doing whatever it is. But you have to look at the long term. Say, right, if I want to buy a house by the time I'm 30, I've got to save up X amount every month. I can't do that. Okay, how can I do that? What can I do? Can I get a second job? Can I get a promotion? Can I get a different job that pays more? There's always options available to you. And the person who really wants it will always get it because they'll push themselves further. I, I, I agree with you to a point, but sometimes you might not have the ability to do that. Sometimes you are just a Tesco's worker who works quite regularly, all, all the time, every day, full time, whatever, but that is as far as they're going to go. But that then is the house they get is the furthest they're going to go because they're not entitled to anything past what they get. Yeah, we're in a capitalist society here, Chris. Yeah, we are massively. Because yeah. um, uh, it's not like a like a reward scheme, like with Tesco points, like the more you spend, the more you get. <laughs> That's irrelevant when it comes to like houses and properties and business. If your life, if you've got the IQ of someone who can work in Tesco's for the rest of their life, then that's your lot. You get whatever that your money buys you I, I from working think in that Tesco's. That might be quite insulting if yeah. Carlton Tesco people <laughs> just a judge. <laughs> I worked in Tesco's once, so I could say it. <laughs> I know what they're like. I, I just feel like there is a, a way that you could do it. At the end of the day, they're going to still make the money back. It doesn't it's a matter. huge risk. But is, is it banks. is it though because you've just done ten years of the same thing just without your own house? You've already proven that you're spending the same amount of money constantly, month after month after month, with the exact same intent, but not your own house. So why can't they give you that house with the intent by the end of it, because you're paying back the exact same amount, it's your house? Because they don't have to. But why why can't they? Because they don't want to. But it's a stupid, it's a stupid <laughs> system. It's a stupid system. I mean, there is a lot of people out there who could probably get a house, but unfortunately are not able to just because of this current circumstances. And, and you can't blame them. Maybe they have tried to go for promotions. Maybe they are trying to push themselves. Maybe they have got a second job, but things keep coming up and they can't. Maybe they're helping parents out. Maybe they're doing this, doing that. Unfortunately, money makes the world go round, and if you don't have it, you're not going to go anyway. No. So then they they, they they can have you know they could be making a lot of money, but unfortunately, it's going to have the places because they have to. Then they won't get in the house. But that's not fair. It's not fair. So you, you, you're thinking of this fair. utopian society where you earn, you work for so long, and then you get a pat on the back, and then they go, right, here's an upgraded house, or here's a house that you've always wanted. It doesn't work like that. I mean, but why? Why? Why can't it work like that? You're changing the fundamentals of society. It, it's all money based. No, not really. I mean, all you're doing <clears> is saying, rather than giving us a ten grand deposit, we're going to take by the fact that you've done well for the last ten years. We'll take that as a kind of an agreement that you're going to carry on paying us. And all you're doing, rather than spending back, paying back 90K, you're, spending back, you're paying back 100K, and they can up the interest on that, and you'll pay back even more then. So they're actually, like Martin said, making money off it, rather than losing money. So and in the long term, for a businessman, it's far better. Well, to be fair, if they would make money off it, they would have probably thought about it by now. Because if there's one organisation in the world that wants to make more money... It's the it, banks. It, it's the banks. the banks, yeah. So if the banks have thought of a scheme where they would make more money off us, depending on the risk-reward of them giving us things for free, 
I'm sure they would have done it by now. And I, I do okay. see the uh, I, I see the point of the deposit. Like I was saying, that's that's yeah. that's to show you, you know, your dedication and your commitment and things. How's that working out for you these days? So they do need to. Um, um, so shaking an head at me, Chris. That one was just cruel. <laughs> so they they, they oh, do dear. need to get that sort of um, I know security side of it. That promise. I get that, but even if, like you said. Like you said, even if you put that 10k house down, you lose your job, and then you default on the mortgage, they take the mortgage, the house away from you anyway. So the 10 grand in that situation doesn't really mean much. Just, 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 it's basically a deposit, just kind of going, yeah, I buy, I, I'll buy this house, but if anything goes wrong, it's yours anyway. The problem so is why the can't banks, they just do that anyway without When people the default on their mortgage, the banks never make a profit from. They can never sell the house at the original price. They usually sell it quickly to try and recover whatever assets they can. They don't like to hold on to houses because that's not their thing. They just want to give you the money for the asset they and then make, make profit. a profit back of you paying that back. They don't really want the house. Yeah. The house is irrelevant. They just want to make sure that it's livable and it's going to make them money long term. So it is a risk on behalf of the bank. That's what happened in 2008. That's where the market crashed. Yeah, they were giving out way too risky loans. So many people defaulted. The market crashed and then, you know, well, all yeah. hell broke loose. I get that. I and I, again, though, you're not taking it. The only money you're taking is that whatever that house is worth from that bank. So you're still taking the same amount of money even if you put the same the deposit down. The difference is you've covered a small amount of that money. So why can't my history cover that for them? Well, because they don't, they don't care, basically. All they care about is that, basically, money talks. So if you walk into a bank and say, I've got 10 years of goodwill... Can I get a house? They'll go, no. But if you walk in with 15 grand and say, here's my financial history, I've got a good job, I've got the money up front to get a property, they'll give you a house within the blink of an eye. It doesn't work on goodwill, unfortunately. What you're trying to say is you get a house on goodwill just because you've been a scout for 10 years and you've lived a good life. That's what I'm saying. I I just think in the long run, it it should work like that. Or at least, I mean, again, it depends on the person. There have to be a lot of checks and vetting and all sorts to say that, yeah, okay, this person is reliable enough to do this. But at the long run, you can up the interest rates on it and make more money off it. And maybe they haven't, maybe they have thought about it, but it's it's not it's not short term enough for them. It's, it's, it's too long term. Well, they need to make more affordable housing because a lot of the houses now are, they're propping up housing estates left, right and centre and they're way too expensive for what they make. So why, why not regress and just say, right, instead of building these really posh and fairly expensive housing estates let's just make cheaper ones you don't have to be bad let's just make smaller houses like it's sort of the the adult equivalent of student housing just make that for first-time buyers and then just say all right the house is worth like 50 grand that's a five thousand pound deposit that's much more reasonable than 10 to 15 you have these smaller properties all right then you're going to live in a box for two years but that's the sacrifice you have to make to work your way but towards the a larger house. But the houses that I'm already looking at are a box, and they're a hundred grand. So yeah, they're way too expensive. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that we brand new houses, brand new builds are even more expensive again. So they're making boxes, and they are. If you look at a lot of the houses, you'll, you'll you'll find you'll have one part of the housing estate that might have quite a few three to four five bedroom houses, and the rest of them are all two bed, very close together, no gardens. All the all the ones in Brackler, very close together, and barely any garden space. That's way too much. And, and they're, they're they're charging 150k from, because they can, and then people are struggling to get to that 15,000 pound. And once they do get to it, and normally it's going to, 
couples and families already who have already got a house and they've just moved from one house to a new house. It's not going to the first-time buyer. They're not going to trust a first-time buyer like me to, to go into that well, house. There used to be schemes for first-time buyers. I don't know they if they're did, still around. They did do one where if you put in £200 a month, they would match it at the very end. So say if you had like a grand by, I think it was like a two- or three-year term, so you only had a grand in there, it would only be a grand. That's it. They wouldn't put any more into it. It wouldn't be it. So, so they match you up to a certain number. To a certain it? number, yeah. And I think if you left it in there for over two years, they would only cut. They would cut off at two years. So whatever you had in there that two years is what they would give you, and you could leave it in there for another two years, and that that would be it then. That's something. So it's 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 something, but it's very weak. It's a very. very and I think you had to you had to open it up with like five hundred quid or something already straight away, which again is not very plausible for someone who's renting because that five hundred quid is their rent. This has been an issue with um, governments for the last few years, isn't it? That every, every government that's um, been trying to get in into power has said, uh, yeah, we're going to do housing. We're going to sort the housing problem out. We're going to create affordable housing, thousands and thousands of uh, new units. And they never do. No. Never. And it just, it just kind of disheartens people who, again... It's, it's, like, yeah, because it's clearly what people want. The fact yeah. that they're making that part of their manifesto and that and, and their, their claims of saying, yeah, vote us in and we'll sort out, you know, we'll, we'll get thousands, tens of thousands of new affordable homes. And that. So they know that that's what people want. And then when they actually get into power, they say, yeah, it doesn't matter now. They forget about that. Ha- house prices just constantly rising. They're never going down. Which is great for people who've got houses. Not so good for first-time Not buyers. Not so good for the others. And, and that's why I'm saying, I mean... I just think that sometimes they need to have a look at the person rather than just the money. Like, I know your money talks, but sometimes the person talks more, literally. There's a fundamental problem because it's first time, well, first time buyers has been our generation's problem. Like I said, my dad walked into a job, my grandfather practically. Yeah, my parents got a house of seven grand and with a £500 deposit. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, like the mortgage payments of the days yonder. Five hundred pound my parents paid for their house. Exactly. My mother still lives in it. And yet now yeah. we have to pay a hundred hundred thousand pound for something, and and then still get a ten thousand pound deposit on top of that, to just just to even be entertained to get a house. It's, and then you've got all the solicitors' fees and the the, the surveyors and everything else. Costs an extra two grand average on top. So you get ten grand, you actually need twelve grand. To so get there's people now in London listening to this thinking. Property for a hundred thousand. Where the hell are you going to buy a house for a hundred thousand? What kitchen are you living in? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them. Do you see what they were doing in, in the Olympics in London? They were like renting out a bed underneath the stairs for like four hundred quid a night. God. Yeah, they were doing it at ridiculous prices. Like loads of people were just as soon as like all the tourists were coming over, they were renting Did out. That Brazil World Cup. Yeah. People were sleeping in the flavelas. Wow. Like yeah. fuck me, you're not coming back out of there. No. Nope. But people would do it just to go to the... Because it's all about money. Yeah. And they could easily just charge it because people would pay it. People wanted to see the World Cup. They couldn't get tickets or accommodation in the city itself. I think it was Rio that the World Cup was hosted. It was completely sold out. So they were sleeping in flavelas and random people, random citizens were renting out their rooms to fans from various countries and selling them at a premium. Guns under the bed. Yeah. I mean, the average joke made a made a fortune because if you had a spare bedroom, oh, all right, you might host an English lout in there for a couple of weeks, but you'd charge them a fortune for it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, it probably wouldn't even be that much, you know, to the English lout. Yeah. It, it'd be peanuts. 
but to yeah, them, in London, it where they be. live, it would be yeah. like, wow. It's like a second income for yeah. them for just having some guy sleep in their room. Yeah, I agree. In London, though, it wouldn't be. It'd be damn expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be a fortune. Yeah. And rooms are no bigger than that bedroom anyway. <laughs> no, exactly. In London, it's insane. It'd be the size of a cell. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? Because you'd be used to that size, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would be. Which I think you could go to the bank and say, look... I had a good job in the kitchens. I kept my cell <laughs> spotless. I was on good terms with uh, Sticky Fingers Mike. <laughs> my drug dealing game in there was A+. Plus. <laughs> I have sound financial understanding. <laughs> so is that it? Is that the only problem you've got, Chris, with uh, mortgage? Yeah I, I just, yeah, I just honestly think that sometimes you need a bit of help and there's no reason why it doesn't make sense. There's no reason. It... it there's no difference. If you're going to default, you're going to default. The only difference is you're going to lose 10 grand. It's, it doesn't make much difference. That deposit. Yeah, who, can, who can afford to lose 10 grand, though? You're going to try your best and you're going to try and keep your house if you've you invested would, 10 grand. Well, the grand bank loses it. all the money as well, though. Yeah, yeah I, I agree you would. But at the end of the day, you're going to try your best just to stay in the house anyway, aren't you? Are you, though? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Because it's like renting. You can just say, right, I've had enough of this. Now I can't afford them. Well, no, because you've, 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 you've lost nothing. Yeah, but then you put down... Uh, it, well, actually, you could get that sign to say that if you do decide that you, you you don't want it anymore and move away, then you have to pay back that money. And that's a legal thing they could actually do. If you put a ha- if you if you had a £100,000 house with no deposit and then in like six months' time said, I don't want it anymore, you have to pay back however much is left on that house. But then, have to. But then they've got to chase you for it. And They'll never it. get that money uh, back. Yeah. Even if they don't, say say out of 10 people they do it and eight of them pay it back, they still make money. They'll still make money because of the interest on top of it. They may only make lose money. At the end of the day, a house doesn't cost £100,000 to make. It doesn't, unless you purpose build it and all that stuff. But the, the houses they slap up now is no way £100,000 to make that house. No, but then we're getting back to this capitalist society, and we builders are building those houses to make a profit, not you know, yeah, yeah no, exactly. somewhere to live. Yeah, no, exactly though. So if 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 say I I bought I got that house without a deposit, and then six months later I went, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm going to move away. Then they'll take me to court. I'll become a criminal charge. I won't. I'll have to declare bankruptcy. It'll actually fuck my life up completely by going. I don't want this house anymore. So rather than doing that, I'm just going to go. Well, I'll just pay it like I've been paying for the last ten years rent. Do you see what I mean? And then I've still got something at the end of it. I'm still means that at the end of it, I've got a house. I'm more inclined to want to stay there knowing that I've got that house than living somewhere where I'm not going to get anything out of it and still be able to go, I'm just going to go home now. Do you see what I, there's no difference. Would you lend him any money, Carl? No. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not specifically Chris. I wouldn't lend anyone any of my money. <laughs> Uh, what do we think of you, guys? Huh? I know, right? I don't operate on goodwill, unfortunately. <laughs> if you don't give me my money back. <laughs> yeah, but even if I gave you 10 grand, I still may not give you the extra 90 grand back. Well, I've just lost 90 grand then. Yeah, exactly. So what's the difference between leaving 90 grand and 100 grand? 10 grand. But why? <laughs> 10 grand. That's basic maths. 10 it, grand is 10 grand. Yeah, and that's, in, that's in the, the attitude in the I don't like. It's of, only 10 grand. It's yeah, not only 10 grand. In the, it's terms, 10 grand. in the terms of... 90 to 100 grand there's not a big deal you're still losing 90 grand if you lose an extra 10 grand it's not that much really you're still well, just lost 90 grand, grand. I could not lose if i didn't give you a house for free 
you still lose 90 grand either way if I just I'd rather lose 90 grand than 100 grand but in, in in the grand scheme 10 grand between 100 grand and 90 grand is not that how much how do you know that could be everything to the person you've just rented the house from or bought the house from because it's from the bank they don't care they've got plenty of money well that's how the banks crash because people 10 grand here 10 grand there 10 grand there yeah. it adds up after a while I agree and not everyone is just going to kind of run away after the first well, that's, that's what happens, and that's what has happened in the past. That's, people, that's, that's what happened when the banks were stupid enough to loan people that much money when they knew they couldn't afford to pay it back, and then put another loan on top of that loan, and another loan on top of that loan. So it became a tier system of loans that no one was ever going to be able to pay back. So that was actually the bank's fault, not the yeah, people's Yeah, I mean, fault. that was the bank's so fault. you can't blame the people for something that the bank did. If the bank did this, I think people would go into that with a lot more hope, knowing that at the end of it, they have a house. It, it, at the moment, people are kind of going, right, I, I have to worry now about getting 12 grand before I can get a house. And that's a cheap house as well. It's not even a, a good house. That's a cheap slap-up house in the middle of Brackler. And at the, if you went to someone, though, and said, right, we'll give you, not even a house, it could be a, a 50 grand apartment. We'll give you this 50 grand apartment. You've got to pay it back. After you've paid it back, it's yours. People are going to be like, that's a fucking good idea, actually. I might as well do that. It means I don't have to live with my parents anymore. I don't have to rent every day for the rest of my life. I, I, I think... It's a far better idea, and it has to be vetted. It can't just be some random Joe off the street. It has to be someone who has shown commitment in different areas, so work, renting, bills, credit scores, all that has to be properly vetted. And if they suit a certain criteria, then they get the house. Nice the speech. Because it at the end of the day... Like a, it's like an application or something. It is. It is basically applying to be a part of... A, a, to own a house where you, without the deposit. Well, house. you're applying for a house rather than buying a house, then. You're, yeah, you're applying... Okay, good, better way of putting it, then. You're applying for that house, but at the end of it is your house. So you're paying rent on that house, but at the end of it is your house. It's like the buy to, the rent to buy cars. You can buy a car... You pay, you kind of rent, buy it, and... and um, yeah, you get like a two-year summary after it. Yeah, and you've basically, you can either have... It's, it's a P, 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 PIP, PVP, or something like that. And then after that, you can either sell the car or buy get and get a new one, or you can keep the car. Same principle. So why can't you do that on a house, on a cheap apartment? Because they're, what, 20 times the cost of a car. But if you did it for a 50 grand apartment, you're not... And, and, and at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but most... Hard-working people who who are renting at the moment would gladly pay a little bit extra, especially with interest on top, to have a, their own house at the end of it than sit in a, in a, in, a, in a rut of renting constantly for someone else's house. So the mortgage on that house plus profit, so they're probably paying some of their mortgage on their own house. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible system, and. I, I think it needs to look at. It needs to be looked at. I mean, why? As, as I can't believe I'm saying this part. As a hardworking, normal member of society like myself, hardworking. Why does? Why normal. do I have to now? <laughs> member of society. <laughs> why do I now have to live with my brother before I can actually afford to buy my own house? Why can't I live on my own? Because you're not entitled to. Why not? That's just how society it's works. A rubbish yeah. fucking way of doing it. And it Earn shouldn't. It. And the bank's already fucked up once. Don't blame the people for the bank's fucking up. 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was very little deposits on houses. They were a lot cheaper, admittedly. Well, there was less people around back then. And I'm going to weasel that in again because that, that, that's the problem. There are, there's only so many houses that people can have. And that's why the housing prices are going up because it's competitive. 
there's only so many houses that they're building and more and more people want that house. So the banks can just go, well, we're going to up the price then because it's if people really want that house, they'll find some way to get the deposit. And in your situation, are they going to look for people who are going to apply to get a house on goodwill or people are just going to do whatever it takes to get that 15,000? You're still putting the same risk and you may have 15,000 at the end of it, but you have no idea what the future holds and that person could collapse and die yeah, the I next totally day. Agree, but at least, and then you've just lost what £175,000. Uh, but at like least that, they've made 15000 If If it's all going to fall through, if you've got per, uh, someone who applies for a house and someone who does it, as a bank, worst case scenario, they'll lose fifteen grand. But that, I'd rather lose fifteen grand than lose whatever else. So you'd rather lose fifteen top. grand rather than, say, £85,000, yeah? So yeah. surely if that person... Because you still lose all the money on top as well. So you still lose everything yeah. else. But I, I, no, I'm, I, 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 it's, I, I just think it's a, it's a rubbish system. I've got another question for you. You're talking about they should be selling houses cheaper and everything. So, for example, now, your great-great-uncle, mm-hmm. who was very wealthy, leaves you a plot of land and, I don't know, 200000 yeah. in cash, right? And you think, oh, I could build houses on a plot of land. It'll cost me thirty grand each to build those houses. And then I can sell them the people that really want cheap accommodation for fifty grand. When yeah. you know you could sell them for hundred grand each. Yeah. Are you going to do that? Are you going to say, okay, there's people that really need these houses. They want cheap accommodation. For, for cheap like, house. If I was a private owner of it. Yeah, yeah. This fuck, just, just, fuck just you. No. If, my, my, if I'm a private owner, then I'll. You're going to sell them for hundred grand, aren't you? Yeah. Because you know that if you sell but, one of those houses but for 50 if I grand, to the bank and the bank said to me, well, we've got someone who can't give you a deposit, but they've shown in 20 years or 10 years that they have no issues with paying rent, then fine. Then the day is, is, is there's no difference between paying rent on a house that you're never going to own to paying rent on a house that you will own. Right, let's word it differently then. Let's say you've got five applications, right? You've got two applications with people with no money who want the house for free. You've got three applications with people who are willing to give you all the money for the house up front. Which applications do you take? All the money for that front house. Yeah, up let's front. say you've got three that, people who just want to come along and go, just, I want to buy the house. But I, I'm, I'm, uh, that's different. That would be impossible to say no to that, wouldn't you? If well, someone that's say, the situation now. If someone comes up to you and says, is 100 grand for your house, you're going to be like, all right then. Or well, let's say you've got 10 applicants, three people with no money, three pe- one person who wants to buy it outright, and the rest are people who apply in with a standard rate mortgage. Which person would you give the house to? You're going to go for the, the the one that gives you the most money. It's just and obvious. that's what it boils down to. But each house that's has probably private. got about 20 that's, that's, people trying to apply for it for the bank. That's private. It's not bank. Well, when you go to buy a house, you're not the only person trying to buy yeah, that no, house. So the bank is going to look to compete. They'll say, well, this and person will give you 15 grand. This person will give you 16 grand. Or Joe from around the corner says he's he's got 10 years of goodwill. No, Joe's out the question. They want the money from the people who are willing to put up the money. Maybe then do it slightly different. Then literally have an apartment set up for first-time buyers. Just build apartments so so no one else can buy them. No, you can't just buy those apartments. You've got to apply to be in those apartments. And then afterwards, that's when you, you get that money. So you're renting to buy. So you want the government to build houses specifically for a single scheme? Pretty much, yeah. I know they'll never do it, but... They'll never do it. No, but that, that would be the idea. It's I, too risky. It is it's, it's, it's too risky. At the end of the day, buying a house in general is just risky. There would have to be too many criteria in there because if you're gonna if you're gonna sell this apartment to somebody really cheap because they're a first time buyer, what's to stop them? You know, a week after they've got the keys, sticking it back up in the market for twice the price. Well, you couldn't do that, would you? You wouldn't be able to do that. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You'd have to yeah. put criteria I, in and say, saying, you know what, the, you this... can't sell it for more than yeah. 10, 20 percent more than you've paid for it or whatever. 
or maybe yeah, to stop or maybe people doing you'd that. have to live there for five years before you can so you pay you kind of pay off the deposit within five years and then you can sell it because this is what this happened before with council houses yeah you, mm-hmm. people were getting council houses for next to nothing and once you'd lived there for a couple of years you could uh, you could buy it at a really cheap mortgage because it was valued at more or less the price you moved into it yeah for so people were buying these council houses for next to nothing uh, well, especially in London, it happened. People were buying council houses for like hundred thousand, and they were putting them straight on the market for a million. Yeah, because yeah. it was London, and, and you they'd could. sell them straight away. Yeah, they were immigrants coming into no, the country. There is getting the, a council house and becoming millionaires. There's there's always going to be issues, but it's something that a far smarter man than myself could probably figure out. I think that and even I can't. The, the, the theory, <laughs> the theory behind it is not bad, but I just think that. It is very hard when you're in the renting game to save money to get anything to house. Especially on your own, even with another person, mind you. Daily lives, things go wrong. Sometimes you just can't afford it. So an extra little hand is never never a bad thing. And I know what you're saying about other people looking for houses, but it's one house I've looked at that's been on the market for like a year. So no one's clearly buying that house, are they? So that house there, rather than just sitting there, £100,000 just sitting there, someone could move in there. Within a year or two years, they've already made the deposit on it. I'm sure that nice Boris will sort that out. Ah, yeah, he's going to get rid of it. No, he's in. <laughs> anyway, if you're enough about Chris's housing problems, I'm starving. Yeah, me too. Do you think we should be eating now? No, we should definitely be eating now. Okay. Where, are we, where are we going for food? I don't know. Um, See if KFC will give us a meal on Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I don't know what you fancy in it. KFC, is it? Are you KFC, Chris? Ah, but was KFC. It's, it's, it's close. We're gonna have a bucket again, and we or like the true connoisseurs of food. Just give it to me in a yeah, bucket. <laughs> bucket of chicken and chips, please, love. <laughs> what a society. Uh, okay, well, thank you both. Let's go and eat. Let's do it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.